the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It's 4.02. You're listening to AM 560 WFIL. Tim DeMoss here, the Tim DeMoss program. Thank you for tuning in. Forecast today, cloudy and breezy as we head toward the evening. Getting chilly, low 38. Mix of clouds and sun tomorrow, 54 the high. And cloudy with rain likely later on Friday with a high of 55. It looks like the clouds and rain thing going to be happening through much of Saturday as well with a high of 54. Game two of the World Series tonight. Dodgers at Boston. Boston's up one zip. Flyers are at Boston tomorrow night. And the Sixers at Milwaukee this evening. We continue our partnership with Trans World Radio. We'll get more into that as the program goes along. We may slip in a Wawa gift card or two before the hour's over. And also remember, it's our Family Life's Weekend to Remember contest going on. Tomorrow's the deadline at noon. Details at WFIL.com. Uh, we are pleased to have Bishop Lambert in with us, whose program you just heard right before this one. How do you do that, sir? You just <laughs> It's modern technology. <laughs> It's the 21st century. I'm a Star Trek guy, so they beamed me from one place to another. I thought I heard a sound. All of a sudden, there he is. That's right. Well, after 30-plus years in ministry, you've probably learned a few tricks, Yes, yes. Like (laughs) Like Mr. Miyagi tells uh, young Daniel, the secret is just don't be there. (laughs) Yeah, well, there you go. You see, that's proof, proof tip number one. Hope everyone's got a pen out and they're ready. Well, you're the founding pastor of Bethel Deliverance International Church of Wincote, yes. very close by, and 3.30 to 4 o'clock uh, started being on WFIL every day at the beginning of August, August 6th, which is my daughter's birthday, which is how I remember <laughs> things like that. And um, welcome. We're glad to have you here. Thank you. I'm good to, glad to be here. It's good to be with you. Yeah. You're a hard guy to get a hold of, though. Not really. No? It's oh. intentional. Oh. <laughs> One thing I've learned after all these years is uh, you preach Jesus, then you have to move out of the way so he can be Lord. Amen. You know, it's kind of counterproductive to preach Jesus and then always be there for everybody. Ooh. People need to understand they can get a hold of God, and I don't have all the answers. Yeah. My task is a mailman. I deliver messages, encouragement, and now it's up to God to actually produce. Amen. That's good. That's good. It's helpful is because you can want to do all of it, be the mailman right. and then move in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have served the Lord in many different ways. If folks go to your website, they'll see that. Books that are written, ministries that are available. Um, is there a certain aspect of your ministry that's um, – most near and dear to your heart, or the core of it that you'd want to share about before we go further? I think the closest thing to me was my years being a son to my pastor, uh, Dr. Benjamin Smith at uh, Deliverance Evangelistic Church. Okay. During those times, I learned how to pray. I learned how to trust the Lord, the surety of the Word of God, and how to maintain a lifestyle that honors God. Without that foundation, 
I don't think I could have given the Lord a tool to use. So in my world, being a servant of my pastor prepared me to be a leader for the people of God today. And what what was the window for that? How long would you say that was? Well, Bethel started in 1987. Okay. I came to the Lord in 1970. Okay. I was just a teenager. Yeah. And I came to the Lord in uh, July. My brother was instrumental in bringing me to the church. He and I used to fight all the time. You know, siblings. He's five years older than I am. And we would fight all the time. And then one day, Gary wasn't fighting with me anymore. And I would provoke fights, and he would pray for me. <laughs> That's so annoying. And I could not understand this. <laughs> so one Sunday, he says, come on, go to church with me. And I went, and the Lord arrested my heart. And I just connected to my church and my church family. Uh, my father taught us to submit to authority. Then I joined the Marine Corps, and they, they drilled it in us again. Wow. And so serving my pastor was easy for me. And I always said I never needed God to speak to me because I had a pastor. So whatever he said to me, that was the burning bush. And my Christian life was very easy. I just did what my pastor told me to do. Wow. That was it. Yeah. Even when I felt the Lord leading me to ministry, I went to him and I said, I believe this is what God wants me to do. But if you say no, I won't do it because you're my leader. And he said, Eric, give me three days to pray. And he called me after two. And he said, go ahead, fulfill your calling. And the Lord took off. And I told him, I'm not going unless you publicly send me out, lay your hands on me, and send me with your blessing. He did, and the rest was history. Wow. Wow. So it's a good story. Bishop Lambert, the founding pastor of Bethel Deliverance International Church of Wincote. Also, you can hear him every weekday from 3.30 till 4 with the Climbing Higher program. Uh, we're going to take a very brief break. Then we'll come back and dig a little further into some of the books you've written and some of the ministries that are with the church and also hear more of your heart on these things uh, because it's important that people know what's behind all of the outward face. Uh, it's uh, 4.07 AM 560 WFIL. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. 410 AM 560 WFIL. It's the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for listening in. We're pleased to have Bishop Lambert, founding pastor of Bethel Deliverance International Church, based in Winco, Pennsylvania. Has it been there all all the years you've been? Yes. Yeah. Okay. We just moved from one property to the other until now we own the whole campus. Wow. All right. <laughs> that's, a, that's amazing. 31 years. So. Yes. I, you know, I've been going to the same church since I was a kid when it started 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, and I've seen how we, we actually moved from gymnasium to gymnasium and like library, somebody's house, and then eventually have yeah. a building God provided. Tell, give a little, just a little background for people to understand. Well, uh, first there were eight of us in our home. Uh, we met Wednesday nights for prayer and Bible study. Yeah. And uh, later on we went and we rented one suite in a six office suite building. And then as the church grew, we just began purchasing other properties. Uh, there was a Roy Rogers restaurant there. We purchased that, a travel agency. We purchased that, an office building. And then American Appliance was the last building there, yeah. um, less large building. And we purchased that. And about two months ago, we just purchased the last one on the property because we're going to build our new sanctuary on our current site. And we're going to yeah. build it without a mortgage. Amen. 
So I believe God. <laughs> that's quite a, that. Now it's interesting you say that our, our church is going into a capital campaign. Mm-hmm. We had thirty years. The Lord blessed us with a restaurant. Yes, they actually sold to us because they preferred that we have it, even though they could have made more money selling to another business. Mm-hmm. And uh, but now we're starting to see around the building how some stuff starting to you know not yes. be where it needs to be. Yes, and rather than just patch it. They're trying to think the next 30 years. Right. So we have a, a prayer guide to pray. So we want to be in the right frame of mind. And one of the things that the elders came up with was what comes in is what we're going to go with. We're not going to say this is where we wanted to go. Shake the you know, the, right. the backs a little that's more. Right. How about So what are your thoughts on, on – that's a very interesting to be mortgage-free. Yes. How did you come to that side? That, that... After a lot of prayer – yeah. Um, and just, I'm a pragmatist, and I try to lead the church the same way I lead my personal life. Hmm. I don't like debt in my personal life, and I have very low debt in my own home. Okay. And I didn't want the church to rejoice uh, with the purchase of a new building, but then lament having the mortgage. Yeah. And so I felt the same faith it takes to pay a monthly mortgage it's the same faith to get it up front. So we began to do things in stages. So as the engineers would come in, they would give us a 30-day invoice for the work that they did. Uh, they did um, they uh, did drilling to make sure the ground was sufficient. They did other things. And every time they would do it, they would give us an invoice and tell us we had 30 days. And we would raise the 30-day money, <laughs> send it to them. So now we're we're getting prepared to meet with the civil engineer. And he told us his fee would be 65000 to 70000 We already have it. So okay. now when he comes, he said it takes about eight weeks for him to do his work. And we already have it ready to pay him. Okay. So he's going to take that to the township and the state. Once they sign off on it, then we go into the earnest uh, aspect of raising for the building. Wow. So we do it in stages. And everybody's happy. The congregation doesn't feel overwhelmed. And the joy of the Lord is still in our worship services. We don't have to get up and beg incessantly for money because God provides based on seasons. And I don't want the season for building to get in the way of season for discipling. I don't want to build the church and lose the people. So I want to build them both at the same time. Even practically speaking, I'm sure there's some thought you have to give toward functionality while this is all happening. Yes. So... Yes, I'm guessing if you're, I mean, you have to get into all the details about that, but that's yeah. we're building on the other end of our campus. Okay, so where we're worshiping now is perfect, and the other end where there isn't anything, yeah. they're going to build there. Okay, and then it's just a transition after it's built, and then the building we're in now will convert that into classrooms. Yeah, because I don't want anything else in the new church but worship and prayer. That's it. <laughs> I want to sanctify that just for the Lord so we don't have all that other stuff. That, that other stuff can go in the other buildings. And he's working with us, and we're just having a great time uh, making the adjustments. It's fun. That's it good. It really is. Amen. Amen. Bishop Lambert, uh, Bethel Deliverance International Church of Wincote, uh, pastor there, is with us in studio. And you can also hear him weekdays here on WFIL from 3.30 till 4 with the program Climbing Higher um uh before i forget just this it, i've been to your website but maybe you can give it out uh, just so people know because there's a lot of different touch points 
for the ministries that you offer. So what's the best first way for people to go, the the name of the, the site for folks? Yeah, the site is BethelDeliverance.org. Okay. Bethel Del- I have to look at the media team because I don't know. No. <laughs> BethelDeliverance.org. Yes. From there, they will see a lot of different things, yes. ministries they can be involved in. Yes. Um, maybe we could talk about the fact you've written several books. Yes. And so... You have uh, uh, any favorite of the four or four or five? My or? favorite would be The Christian and the Culture, okay. my last book. Okay. Uh, I was in the, getting my car serviced, and they told me it would be about an hour. So I brought my laptop with me. And while I was sitting there, Romans 12 came to my mind. Hmm. And Paul begins to tell the Christian about undergoing mental metamorphosis. Yes. And as he was teaching that, his, his desire was to extract us from the culture, not physically from the world, because we're here, but from the culture. And the Lord began to just inspire me to challenge the Christian to be qualitatively different, that we're to have, we're to have the mind of God, we're to have the, the heart of Christ. And it's a struggle in this culture. So the book addresses cultural issues. Uh, it, was the first, it was written to be a series of three books. Okay, And I'm working on the second one now. It takes a little bit more, uh, a harder look at how we apply uh, the Word of God to our lives. The first one grabbed you by the shirt collar and said, wake up, come out from among them and be ye separate. The second one will say, this issue, this issue, and this issue, here's how you apply the Word of God to it. Because I think that we have buried our head in the sand of ignorance, and we actually believe that people have no struggles today. But there are people who have struggles, and they can't find a biblical way out. So they're usually ostracized. They're told they don't have any faith. They're told they're really not saved. You know, you weren't saved to begin with. And so the problem is they just don't know how to make the cultural shift. And that's what the second volume would be about, how to make the cultural shift. Okay. Instead of becoming what you behold, make make the difference. The Christian and the Culture is the name of that book you're yes. talking about. The most recent one. Will the second one be called another thing? Yes, or, or not it'll be the two. Christian and the Culture: Life Applicable Ideas. Okay, that's the the subtitle. Lord willing, first half of next year, maybe is that too soon? I'd like to. Okay, I'd like to. I'm working on it now. Yeah, um, and it's it's coming together quite well. So it depends a lot on the uh, the uh, publishing the publishing house and the editing, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I love Romans 12. Those first couple of verses are, you know, Hall of Fame verses. Yes. Just be, re, you know, transformed by the renewing of your mind. If if nothing else, just get your nose in God's Word. That's it. And you'll see it change it. You don't That's even it. have to have anything else. <laughs> just be available to let it wash over your mind. That's and, true. And help you. Um, we mentioned, getting back to church for a moment, we mentioned that you're on 3.30 to 4 o'clock here every day. But Sunday mornings, if folks were let to join you, what time do you have one, two, three service? What, what time of day? And... Well, physically, we have 7.30 a.m. on Sunday. Okay. And then 11.30 a.m. and then 6 o'clock in the evening. Wow. Okay. And it's, um, it's, it's an awesome opportunity to hear the Word of God and worship with those who really believe that Jesus is Lord. And yeah. it's very liberating. I have... A unique style of preaching. Okay. It's, so tell us. It's yeah. a mixture of Pentecost and Presbyterianism. It's, it's, really? Yeah. So I call myself a Presbycostal, <laughs> you know, okay. and, and, and it's like looking at the Word of God. My people need the demonstrative worship. 
That's just rooted <laughs> in us. But okay. I don't want them to be ignorant of biblical truth and clarity. Yeah. So I incorporate things that we know in our culture. I will use uh, secular songs and just use the topics to in, invite them to see the Word of God. Like there was a song from the 60s sang by a rock group entitled, I Know You Want to Leave Me, But I Refuse to Let You Go. Yeah. So I took that to Jeremiah where God <laughs> says, you know, turn, O backsliding Israel, for I'm married to you. And I said, God knows you want to leave, but he won't let you go. Yeah. He stays with you. And it captures the mind of the younger people who, who need a different level of godliness than the baby boomer generation was accustomed to. And uh, we laugh a lot, you know, because I believe what the scripture says, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. And we have fun. You know, now we do have a Bible school to satisfy the Calvinist people. Yes. Uh, so we have a Bible school for the Lutheran people. But, uh, you know, <laughs> there you sit down and thrash out, you know, biblical truths and exegete passages. But my preaching is like Jesus's preaching, you know, to get you to look at the flowers and the birds and know God cares. That's good. And would you say the three services are somewhat similar? A different part Not of the really. day? Not really. My okay. 7.30 people are more cerebral. Okay. I mean, you figure you get up that early, you're, you're thinking about it. Yes. You know? uh, so my teaching with them is a little more exegetical. Okay. I'll do a lot more of the extracting. Uh, 11.30 is the traditional church service. It's encouraging. It's engaging. It's philosophical. Okay. Evening service is more evangelistic. It's, it's, it's a challenge to walk with God, but yet fulfill our obligation to go and make disciples. We also do our Holy Communion in, on Sunday evenings. Every fourth Sunday evening, we do Holy Communion. And for us, it's a time of intimacy. So I always center the message around Jesus' uh, Last Supper the intimacy of the supper, the caring, the nurturing. And it's, it's, it's been working well. Bishop Lambert is with us, founding pastor of Bethel Deliverance International Church of Wincote. We'll uh, do a brief break and come back with more conversation. Uh, also, have our toll-free number handy just for fun. We're going to throw a Wawa gift card out there. The weather's turning colder. We want to pick up uh, somebody's coffee for the next few days. So be ready for that, 800 560 9345. If you're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL and WFIL.com. Have a guest you'd like to hear on The Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560, WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 425. You're listening to AM 560, WFIL, Tim DeMoss Program. Thank you for doing so. Bishop Lambert, the founding pastor of Bethel Deliverance International Church of Wincote, is with us and uh, in studio. Glad to make that, uh, you know, make this connection and have an opportunity to shine a light on the ministry that you're doing at the church, but also on the air here, climbing higher, which folks can hear three thirty to four every weekday. Yes. Um, you mentioned a little earlier about your um, early days as far as walking with the Lord and your your pastor um, speaking into your life a lot, giving guidance. And that kind of ties, or you tell me if that, that kind of feeds the, the uh, making of a minister uh, conference that you have coming up and in general have had. Is that kind of an outpouring of that or what? what? Yes. Yeah. My philosophy is you can't be successful unless you're attached to someone. 
the Bible's principle is very clear. The anointing flows down to someone else. There's no such thing as an original anointing. All anointing is caught by someone. And so the, the uh, making of a minister, where Pastor Brian Weatherspoon and I, we work with those that are coming up in ministry to help them identify uh, the scope of the calling. Are they Joshua's to go out and fight Amalek, or are they Aaron's and hers to stay home and lift the pastor's hands? Once they establish a purpose with the principle of their calling, yeah. then we help them to zero in on the gifting and how to use that gifting. I learned more sitting with my pastor than I thought I was. By the time I became a pastor, more was coming out of me that he had planted, and I began to see the validity of it. And so that's what I want to pass on to the next generation of pastors, how to submit before you go out and try to lead, how to follow before you tell others what to do, and make sure your life is, a, is beyond reproach. Hmm. When my pastor went home to be with the Lord— I was sitting next to my wife, and I said to her, after 42 years of ministry, not one scandal, not one bad thing was said. Mm. And I said, that's how I want to go out. So periodically, I'll ask in my congregation, is there any woman here that I've been inappropriate, uh, that I've demonstrated any inappropriate behavior? I'll ask the financial people, have I mismanaged the money? Because in my world, what I am and who I am is more important than what I say. So that's what I learned from him, to live holy, to follow the teachings of the Word of God, and the Lord will take care of the rest of it. And he's been doing that. It's, I'm sure it would also be very easy for the opposite, for anybody as they ascend in terms yes. of to just uh, the Scripture where it says, to, you know, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. Give yourself slack, cut yourself corners. Well, I'm this guy. I know, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm yeah. all right. I'm okay. I'm. <laughs> and that's really one of the reasons— why I absent myself so much from so many things in the church. I don't want the people to think that I'm the cure-all. I don't want them to think that all the answers reside in me. If that were true, then why does the Lord give gifts to others? So for me, it's important to let the congregants see that there are others who can help them. Paul has a one-anothering concept in the New Testament. And for me, that's life-saving. So I go home at the end of the day. Well, as folks are listening in, if, if words of wisdom like this uh, sound good to you, the making of a minister uh, is coming up on November 24th, which is the Saturday following Thanksgiving. Yes. It's um, it's, a, it's a several hours, so it's like very— 10 to 1. Okay, 10, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., so you've— Everything from Thanksgiving is digested, hopefully. <laughs> you've slept a few times. You've watched a little football. You've done whatever else, some family visits. Those are fun weekends where, yes. you know, a four- or five-day weekend— Maybe family comes from out of town. You get to do different things. But this is something that's certainly doable uh, in terms of fitting it in perhaps to your Thanksgiving weekend schedule. Again, the making of a minister, November 24th uh, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Location for that, is it on the, the church property? It's in our main sanctuary at 2929 Sheltonham Avenue. Okay. Yeah. Good. And folks can find out more about that as well as many of the other angles uh, to the ministry, BethelDeliverance.org. Are you noticing, I, I mean, the Lord is— Blessing your work, but as you, are you noticing over the years as far as even church attendance goes in the battle? Do you find people are still, you know, or whether it's at your location or other churches you're connected to or know of, is there a fight going on for going to church anymore? Well, or? it could be. 
But uh, we have this live streaming thing going on at our church. And, yeah. you know, I fight it, but the media team kind of overrides me. And uh, <laughs> But we still have great attendance on our Sunday worship services. Um, I don't want to cavern this church. I want to keep it together. Yeah. I think one of the detrimental things of church in the 21st century is the 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 um, the stripping of family. And so even when we build our new church, I'm not going to build it for our total membership because you'll never get everybody there at one time anyway. Yeah. So, you know, you can't build a church for 5,000 people. It's just, it's, it's ridiculous. It's a small stadium. So in keeping it small, I'd rather keep the multiple services and build other ministers to step in. And that's my goal. So we're still having good attendance. But yes, to your point, there is a falling away. And I think the falling away has to do with the challenge of the Word of God. One of the questions I ask on a consistent basis and have not been able to get a sound answer is, is the Bible truly the Word of God or is it a cultural book that we apply to our lives? And people are afraid to answer that because I kind of have them. If they say it's the word of God, then why do we seek to change it? Why do we establish boundaries and say he doesn't do this anymore or doesn't do that anymore? If we say it's a cultural book, then which culture does it apply? But yet no one wants to answer that question. So the, the millennium generation is coming along saying we don't believe any of it because we can't find validity. And so the work of the pastor today should be to try to get people to connect with Christ and get away from the concept of church. Embrace the Christ, and he'll put you in the church. Yeah, that sounds uh, very wise, very wise, because that would apply, of course, to everything. Yes. No matter what situation. Yes. Not just church attendance. (laughs) It's the whole relationship. Yeah. Bishop Lambert, the founding pastor of Bethel Deliverance International Church of Wincote, also uh, you can hear him every weekday afternoon from 3.30 till 4, the program Climbing Higher. Um, uh, I, you've kind of touched on this, but one thing I had jotted down, I wanted to ask you, partly because of the the seminar that you're doing, The Making of a Minister, but in general, there's, there's several folks, I think, who can be listening to us right now. One would be pastors or leaders in church. So I'll just... That's one. Second would be those who are would call themselves Christians and and believe in the Christ. And then there are those who are maybe seekers or they're listening and they're not. They wouldn't say I'm a Christian actually, but they're like I kind of listen because I don't mind some of that stuff, or at least it's clean. I've had people tell me I listen to your station because at least I know it's safe. <laughs> so, that's good, right? So that's good. Um, what would you say just as a word of encouragement and or advice to those? Those three groups. And you touched on some of that as we've been going along. To the pastors and the aspiring ministers, I would say, abandon the concept of being a loner. You know, uh, learn to fellowship and connect with others. Have someone speak into your life and someone that you can say has uh, a position of accountability. I think that's so important to be able to say there's someone who's watching my soul. I tell my church all the time, there are three men in my life that if I ever go around and misbehave, the church knows to call them, and they have the authority to sit me down. Mm. And so I would tell the pastor to always seek to fellowship. To the seeker, I would tell them to direct their efforts towards Christ and not get uh, sidetracked by what they see that's being promoted by denominations and organized religion. Try to get a hold of the Christ. 
Go right to the leader. Stop dealing with the representatives. <laughs> Go right to the chairman of the board. To those that are Christians, the only thing I could tell them is to hold on, to continue to stand, because I think our trials are going to increase. Politically, we're finding a disconnection from the things of God. Morally, our country is going through its worst descent than we've ever seen before. And so it's going to strain a lot of faith. It really is, especially in the financial areas. They're going to strain a lot of faith. And so I would say to the believer to hold on to what the Bible says, because God cannot lie. Do you have time for the hangout for one more break for this? Sure. You good? Sure. Energy-wise, long day. Do you guys, it's the end of the day. Okay. It's fine. We'll do one more break. We'll come back with uh, Bishop Lambert, the founding pastor of Bethel Deliverance International Church based in Wincote, PA. And also you can hear him uh, weekdays 3.30 to 4 on Climbing Higher right here on AM 560 WFIL. I mentioned giving away a Wawa gift card. We're going to do that coming out of the break. Keep our toll-free number handy, 800-560-WFIL. Hang on for that in just a moment. WFIL. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. 438 AM 560 WFIL. Listening to the Tim DeMoss program, also on WFIL.com. And before we continue our conversation with Bishop Lambert, of uh, pastor uh, pastor of uh, Bethel Deliverance International Church of Wincote. Let's give away a, a Wawa gift card because it's getting colder out. I'm thinking we should hook some people up with a, a gift card. It's 5 bucks, 60 cents, covers your coffee for the next few days. 800-560-WFIL, 800-560-9345. First person through now. Uh, I'll take a random call or whatever. We'll give you that gift card. Joe, our hard, the hardest working producer, I think, in Philadelphia radio, uh, is across the glass there. Joe, wake up. Joe, <laughs> Joe, phone call. 800-560-WFIL. <laughs> Hello there. Who's this? This is Randy. And where are you from, Randy? I'm from Westchester. Hey, congratulations. We're going to hook well, you up. Thank you. You're welcome. Where Joe, get your info down. We'll mail your gift card out and have a few coffees on us and stay warm, Okay. Thanks. That's great. Thank you, Tim. You're welcome. Thanks for listening, WFIL. We'll do some more of that over the course of the week and in the days to come. Just a little token of appreciation for uh, folks who listen in. Uh, Bishop Eric Lambert Jr., right? Yes. Tell us about Senior for a minute. I had my father-in-law in yesterday. He's 90. Wow. And my dad did the first show with us, who's also 90. Wow. They're two weeks apart. In That's age, great. lots of wisdom, and I always feel like if I close my mouth long enough and talk to people who are my senior, I can actually learn something. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, uh, senior died in '87. Okay. And uh, he's from Jamaica. Oh, wow. He came to this country and he met my mom on the bus in Philly, and they yeah. became attracted and and uh, married, and they had three children. Um, Dad was a disciplinarian, but not. Abusive, okay, especially with the boys. The boys had to work. Uh, the boys had to obey mom, and we were taught a lot of principles that uh, a lot of our contemporaries didn't have. He didn't allow us to stand on corners and hang out. We had to be proficient in school, and I think all of that training helped me yeah. uh, with my life today. Amen. So, Dad was my first hero. He was a carpenter. And when I was nine, he woke me up one Saturday and said, come on, Rick, you're going to work with me. And I was hooked, and I became a carpenter. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. Well, and your ultimate boss was a carpenter, too. Yeah, but he wasn't union. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> correct. Yes, you're correct he on that. He wasn't union. <laughs> well, having done everyday labor like that, uh, you and I know you want to identify with the folks in your congregation and, and in everyday life. If, there's, if you had to single out something that you think is uh, – the biggest challenge for people to, you know, have victory each day, so to speak. Is there a, is there an area of life to overcome that you feel like if we, you know, trusting God. Okay. I think trusting God is often discussed, but seldom applied. And it's because we haven't been taught. It's very difficult to trust someone and just take them at their word when you don't have much experience in doing that. It's funny that once we are uh, disillusioned, it becomes a bedrock in all of our lives. Uh, right now, I'm in school to become a forensic psychologist. I'm finishing up my master's, and I'll enter into a doctorate program. And I'm learning so much about the unconscious part of man. Hmm. And I see why Jesus says and does the things that he does, because he's trying to get to that part of us that has been so steeped in unbelief and distrust. The man in Mark 9, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Well, where's the unbelief coming? Because he watched his son go through those bouts of epilepsy for so many years, he wasn't sure that anyone could help him. My greatest challenge is trying to have people learn how to trust God. And how do you do that? What do you think? I wish I knew. Um, systematically teaching the Word of God. Okay. I like small groups. Jesus, Jesus really shone uh, in, 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 in small group settings. I don't think he only did that sermon on the Mount one time. After that, it was always small groups. Small groups allow for interaction. It allows for challenging the unconscious thoughts that have been steeped in us. We literally become what we behold. And so that's why God says in Second Corinthians, come up from among them and separate yourself. Not that we're better, but he doesn't want us to become so affected by doubt and unbelief. And so the more we associate with people who have a belief system, the more it begins to rub off on us because he makes us chameleon-like. He does that intentionally so that we can – the downside is if we hang around negative people, we'll pick up negativity. So he risks that in order to allow me to hang around people who are positive and visionary. So there's, a, there's the bad concept, but sure. it's, it, it's because of the good. That's how I would do it. To get them to trust God would be to associate with others who do that as well. Bishop Lambert is the founding pastor of Bethel Deliverance International Church in Wincote. Um, it's, I don't know. It's, I'm guessing it's just all God anyway. But uh, some of the guests we've had uh, recently, these themes are weaving in and out. The, the, this, the real importance of making sure you are just – you're around people that are going to help feed you and that you can also feed. That's true. You can't just be careless – and again, it's not because you're better right. or that you would never have interaction with people who don't love the Lord or nothing like that. But there's an intentionality behind where you're going. That's right. If you just meander around, don't be surprised if you wind up like, how did I get here? That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, it has to be intentional. Yeah. And that's how God plans it. You know, one of the uh, – we're working with an agency called Trans World Radio, and they're building this big transmitter uh, in Central Asia. And one of the – programs they put on there has to do with teaching leaders. They mm -hmm. forget that you can't just – just opening the Bible and, and being a leader, I mean, yeah, God will do that too, but they need training. That's correct. You know? That's correct. So, and I find that in the scriptures. 
Yeah, there is always someone to train someone else. You know, Elijah, Elisha, Moses, Joshua, Jesus, the disciples, you know, Paul, Timothy, and Titus. We lost that. When we entered into the 70s, we lost that, that teaching, that sharing. Uh, ministry became a place for individuals shining and making a lot of money. And so it was, I don't want you to cut in on my congregation. I don't want you to get my money, so I'm going to isolate myself. And so now, as a result, we have an entire generation of young ministers who know nothing about serving because they didn't have a model. Interesting. The Making of a Minister, by the way, November 24th, happening at the church. Uh, details at BethelDeliverance.org. It's a three-hour, would you call it a seminar, I guess, or a conference? An interactive or? seminar. Yeah. But that's a, that sound, it sounds like a, it's, it's a nice part of the day. Get your coffee, come sit down, and, sure. and start engaging back and forth. I'm thinking, is it, I, whether it's 1727, is it Proverbs 20, 1727 or 2717? It says iron sharpens iron. Yes. As one man sharpens another. And that's a lot of what you're talking about today. Um, how can we uh, – there are two other quick questions if we have time here. One just has to do – you touched on a little bit uh, just as far as the culture and divisiveness and how unity can be achieved and uh, whether it's your prayer for the White House, for our government, for our leaders, but even even on an everyday level. How can we work toward achieving unity and any thoughts on these things? Yeah, I think we should talk to each other. One of the advantages of our current uh, culture is media you know, the iPod, the iPhone, so forth and so on. But the disadvantage is it causes me not to interact with people. When I was a child, we didn't have air conditioners in the house. So everybody sat outside. And in the context of sitting outside, you developed relationships. The moment air conditioning came, everybody shut their doors. (laughs) And so the message was, I don't want to talk to you. And it continues on today. You know, we come into our churches And we don't even talk to each other. And I always say to the congregants, did you say hello to the person sitting next to you? I mean, they're going to be there for a while. Talk to them. I think when we do that, we start dealing with people based on who they are rather than race and culture and stop stereotyping. Get to know people. Uh, Jesus said a house divided against itself cannot stand. And the concept is what brings division? That's all racism is. Racism is just division. It's really a spirit of division. It's, it's an, uh, analyzing someone in a very narrow view. When I was in the Marine Corps and, and in basic training, the drill instructor came in, and obviously we had people of different cultures, different races, ethnicities, and he says, I want you all to know from this moment forward, you're all green. He says, some of you are dark green, some of you are light green, but you're all green. And that stayed with me. That's great. Thank you for your service, by oh, the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I don't want to forget to do that. Well, that that's why, you know, I'm thinking about your air conditioning comment. <laughs> In our home, because we're trying to save money, it was air conditioning in one room. We hung sheets. So that still built unity. Yes. But I know what you're talking about. Yes. And on the phone thing, I agree. I almost can call it anti-social media. It is, yeah. But my wife said to me one time, I, I keep thinking of this. She's like, I don't know that God meant for us to know this many people. Yeah. You really get overwhelmed coming in from all the different That's angles. That's true. That's true. And then you just become like an and observer. we're in bondage. Yeah, <laughs> we're be, in bondage. Well, uh, yeah. you got to be careful. You really yes, do sir. have to be careful. How can people pray for you? Well, uh, wisdom. I don't like Solomon. I need wisdom. Okay. Wisdom to manage the growth, wisdom to keep the cultures and the generations working together. Um, 
wisdom to know when to let go. I feel that I'm coming to the end of my season of day to day, and I'd like to move into an apostolic oversight. Hmm. And so I'd like to equip uh, a young man to take over the day to day. And I operate more with the fellowship of churches. There are about 20, 24 churches in our fellowship. Yeah. And I'd like to spend more time with them. We have four churches, five churches that we planted that I'd like to spend time. They're sons of the ministry and they're out doing great job. And I'd like to go and be able to visit them a little more. So I just need wisdom when to let go. And that's what you can pray. I need wisdom uh, to do the right thing at the right time. Do you find that uh, when you, the phrase letting go is an interesting phrase because no matter who you are and what you're doing, there could be a, a, a tendency to want to still remain attached to stuff, especially if you've invested your life in something, right? Uh, not for me. Okay. That's why I'm doing the forensic psychology. Okay. I'll be able to move into that, and believe me, that'll take up a lot of time I when I start doing that work. Um I always believe that God may call me to start something, but he never talks about finishing it. Someone else can pick up the baton and run with it. And I'll visit, I really will, and I'll sit in the congregation and I'll cheer them on and, you know, encourage them. And But I think that you're effective for so many years. And then after that, it can be pride, depending on what you're doing. Knowing when to let go is important for the next generation to come in. Yeah. Do you find that keeping your your identity or, or being careful also about where your identity is at is really key in that so you don't get... Well, it could be, yeah. but I disconnect. I'm an introvert, so I disconnect. Okay. Uh, I really do. Uh, the church, I raise up leaders and they run things. People ask me things about the church. I don't know, but I'll tell them who to call because there's a, there's a sign that I hang on the wall in my office. It says, God does not call me to minister to everyone. He just wants me to see to it that everyone receives ministry. So I don't have yeah. to do it. I just equip others to do it. Yes, you have all the things. I mean, you've said a lot of good things during our time together today. If you're just tuning in, uh, Bishop Lambert is the founding pastor of Bethel Deliverance International Church of Wencote. And uh, I mentioned Joe, our hardest working producer in radio uh, in the other room. He's been working on getting podcasts going. So hopefully in the next you know, week we could have this up so people could listen through it. Good. Uh, but I think one of the things that has come through that I think is really healthy uh, is this idea of not just empowering. You still feel like empowerment can be about I'm still running right. everything. Right. But I'll let you do a little something over here. Right. Something, something our church even said not too long ago is actually good. They were like, if you see a need – Start something. That's it. As opposed to come and go through all the committees. That's it. I mean, it depends on what you're talking about, but yes. but uh, it sounds like that's where you're at. Yeah, and, and I usually tell the leaders, I don't see everything. I don't believe the Holy Spirit wants me to see everything. Uh, but if you come to me with a problem, I always tell them, bring me a response, a solution. Because that means you've thought it through. Yeah. Don't just dump it on my desk. I'm not Harry Truman. The buck doesn't stop here. <laughs> it stops with the Lord. So if he gives you the vision to see it, then come in and say, how about if we try this? And I will let you try it. As long as it's in scriptural guidelines and it doesn't harm the lamb and the sheep, I will let you try it. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't work, I'll be your chief cheerleader and help you get back in point. Have you met our, have you met our general manager, Lorenzo? I don't think so. I hope you get to meet him sometime because you were just saying something when when I first met him. Uh, he's talked about, hey, I'm open to lots of things. Yes. But come to me 
don't I'm not your I'm not your dumping. That's I think right. they might even use the same phrase. <laughs> like don't right. dump problems That's on right. me. You, That's right. Actually, he would turn it back on and say, "Well, you're so close to the situation." You must have some good ideas about maybe what we that's could do. It. That's it. <laughs> and that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Hey, it's been a real pleasure to have you in. I'm we glad. have a, a quick break here, uh, Joe, and then we'll come back and wrap up with a couple of uh, final thoughts. Pastor uh, 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 Bethel Deliverance International Church of Wincote, Bishop uh, Lambert. You can also catch him with the Climbing Higher program Monday through Friday at 3.30 on WFIL. Back in just a moment, AM 560 WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It's 4.56 AM560 WFIL. Cloudy, breezy as we head to the evening, 38 the low. Mix of clouds and sun tomorrow, 54 for the high. And then cloudy and rain likely over the next couple of days right into Saturday, 55 for Friday's high and 54 for uh for Saturday's World Series is tonight, Dodgers Boston. Pastor, you a sports fan at all? Or the last team I cheered for was the '65 Dodgers. <laughs> That's Koufax and Drysdale, That's it. right? That's it. <laughs> Why did it stop there? I just lost interest. Okay. Well, when the salaries went up, my interest went down. down. Okay. There's a cor- correlation there. I know you're not the only one who feels that way sometimes. <laughs> Flyers are at Boston tomorrow. Sixers at Milwaukee against the Greek Freak, whose name I can't really pronounce. But it has lots of vowels in it. And I should because I'm Greek. I should really learn how to pronounce his name. Uh, just a quick reminder, um, we're working with Transworld Radio. They started in the early 50s. They work in 190 countries. And um, currently we are partnering with them as they look to build a 200,000-watt uh, AM transmitter in Central Asia, hmm. uh, allow the TWR to bring the gospel into parts of 10 countries. And what's kind of cool about this is the lead engineer on this is from this area. And so he and his wife just moved to Cyprus, and uh, they're going to be checking in tomorrow and giving us an update on that. So, yeah. So uh, details on that, WFIL.com. Also, don't forget the Family Life Weekend to Remember Marriage Conference is coming up. We have a contest for that that ends at noon tomorrow. So, again, WFIL.com for that. But in the meantime, a uh, thank you for you coming in, uh, Bishop thank Lambert. Glad for, to be here. Uh, yes, absolutely. Find out more at BethelDeliverance.org. You can catch the program every weekday, 3.30 till 4 on WFIL and at WFIL.com called Climbing Higher. And again, don't forget the Making of a Minister Conference, the 24th of November. Details on all of those things and more, much more, at WFIL, or sorry, at BethelDeliverance.org. And you can catch uh, more information on the programs in general on WFIL, including Climbing Higher at WFIL.com. Going to turn things over now to, uh, to uh, Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries. Going to offer a prayer and then Alistair Begg and Truth for Life jump on at 5 o'clock. You're listening to AM 560 WFIL. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.